Welcome to the Functional Medicine and Natural Healing Podcast, where we share the secrets to upgrade your digestion, improve your hormones, restore your immune system, and detoxify your body. I'm your host, Dr. Houston Anderson. Now let's get started. The following discussion is for educational purposes only. It is not intended to diagnose or treat any disease or disease process. Always discuss any medical treatments or medical interventions with your personal physician. Hey guys, welcome back to the podcast. Today's title, Are You Willing to Do Anything? Okay, this is actually a really fun topic for me, only because uh, I'm somewhat of a you know backroom motivational speaker kind of guy. I love motivational speeches, and I know that when people have chronic illness, it's hard to stay positive. Um, and honestly, people that don't resonate with healing and getting better and staying positive don't resonate with me in the office because we're always looking to do the best we can to help someone heal and stay positive and healthy. But so on in my free time, I always say like, even if, if tomorrow was the day that I died, like I would want an awesome, like positive, motivational, um, critical thinking exercise about, you know, the afterlife or something like that. Right. Um, but I'm always down for a little bit of uh, critical thinking, motivation and, and thinking about how I can do better at what I'm doing. And so today I'm going to kind of offer that guys for that for you guys. I'm not a raw, raw guy, but I'm just a critical thinker. Right. So all the time, I get people that come into the office and say, I'm willing to do anything, doc. I'm willing to do whatever it takes to feel better. I'm just so tired of this, right? Um, that's probably you if you're listening to this podcast, or maybe it's not, or maybe you know someone that's in that situation, okay? So usually that person's like, you know, whatever it costs, I will buy the supplement. If I need to pay more, I can do that. Okay, that's the first thing. Everyone always wants to give more money, right? As if money is going to magically make someone healthy. Okay, then the next thing, they offer to buy more supplements. Well, well, doc, is there any more supplements I need? Uh, Can I buy some more supplements? Because I really simplify people's protocols down to, you know, hopefully less than five or six supplements altogether, including everything I give them and everything they're taking at home. So um, with that being said, they're like, are you sure I don't need to buy a green drink and a multivitamin and, and a hormone pill and a liver pill and a kidney pill? Um, and they just keep chasing it down for a while. Um, so the second thing everyone wants to buy it is another supplement. Okay. Then probably by far the most common is like, what food do I need to avoid? Once again, as if diet was the only secret to healing, um, the people that come into my office, functional medicine followers, you know, if you're someone that's listening to the podcast, often is saying like, like, oh yeah, I'm, I'm more than willing to give up my, my artichokes. I'm more than willing to give up my sweet potatoes. I'm more than willing to give up, um, almost any food that, that you list. And, and it's funny because more often than not, what I need is not someone to avoid a food. I need someone to eat a food, right? Like, so eat more of this. And like, what? Well, I don't like that food, right? So that's, that's more common. Um, so that's kind of like, um, entry level stuff, right? So this is entry level requirements, commitments that are people looking for. Um, and everyone's willing to do it, right? Um, but it's because of, these are all esoteric things because they don't know what they're asking for yet. And, and so I want to take this maybe, you know, a little bit more. Um, we'll do two, three layers, I guess today. Like, like what about, um, what about if I asked you to not do cardio anymore? No yoga, no Pilates, no high intensity interval training, no CrossFit, no orange theory. And you were only allowed to go and do heavy lifts at the gym as if you were competing to lit, to do the biggest deadlift. 
Okay, what if I only told you to train for muscular building, right? What a, question, first question, does that wreck your paradigm? Is that something? Now, I'm not saying I recommend that to everyone. I'm just saying in your mind, if Dr. Anderson or whatever doctor you're working with said today, absolutely no more running, no more activity, no more yoga, only go and work on your bicep curl until you just can't feel your arms again because they're so sore. Is that something you're willing to do or is that something that's stuck in your head? Like, oh, no, 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 that's not, that's not right. That's, I read something about this, right? So literally that's my favorite thing. Well, well, what do you think about this, doctor? Um, well, I think what I just told you, right? And, and we all have our protocols. And I'll always say this to every one of my patients. Like, I don't need to be smarter than anyone else. I don't need to be better than everyone else. I just need to have an effective protocol that works for whatever the person's coming in for. I sit down with everyone. I'll tell them if I can't help them. Um, and even if someone's already paid me money, I'm happy to send them away. Okay. So the reason why is because it's all about having a protocol that works for the people. Now the protocol is different for everyone. Um, but maybe I can only treat 60 conditions and the other, you know, thousands of conditions that exist just aren't, don't fit in my office. Um, so it's just important to know that. Okay. What about stopping hormone replacement therapy altogether? You know, Next, next thing I get, oh, well, my doctor said that my estrogen is low or well, I tested and I had no testosterone. Um, but, but the question is, you know, if you're willing to do anything, right? That's what, that was the original statement of the patient. Um, are you willing to stop all your medications, hormone replacement therapy, obviously in a safe manner and with your doctor that prescribed them all that fun stuff. Um, but it's just about matter. Are you willing to do something like that? Or do you, or do you fear that that would be too crazy of a change for you? Okay. What about doing a carnivore diet, like 100% eggs and red meat only? Okay, so everyone listening to this is probably like, no, 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 I need my vegetables. That's the only healthy way. That's extreme. Um, there's no way you could be healthy doing that. But but are you willing to do anything, right? Are you willing to make that kind of change? Um, what about scheduling one full hour of relaxation per day? Are you willing to do that? Um, well, I don't have time for that. I have kids. I have a husband. I've got to make dinner. My life is so full, right? Um, so I didn't say, is your life busy, right? I said, are you willing to schedule one full hour of relaxation per day? Can you find a way to do that? Or is this your sticking point, right? Is this something that's stopping you from doing something that you need to do? Once again, I don't prescribe one full hour of relaxation per day for my patients, but some of them might need it. And maybe that's you. So, um, what about um, committing to never taking a probiotic again? Everyone that comes into my office, I tell them, please stop taking your probiotic. Um, you don't get to take a probiotic until you're healthy. And guess what happens? When I see them a year later, guess what? They're taking a probiotic again, right? And they come back and they're like, I don't know why my gut's altered. You know, and I said, because I didn't want you to take that probiotic. And that's the protocol that makes you stay healthy for this extended period of time. So we've already talked about the diet, but now you introduce a supplement that may alter what we were trying to accomplish with the diet. Because once again, it's about how someone goes about the whole being. And so in my office, we don't use probiotics. I've never, maybe, I, I don't, I, I think I may have sold one one time. I, I, I really don't think I have. Um, maybe in like an experiment or something like that. But, but we don't use probiotics. I don't have a probiotic in my office that we carry. I don't have one I recommend. I won't even Google it for you. I promise. I won't even look into probiotics for you because it's not what we use. But how many people came, come into my office and then leave and then end up taking a probiotic? A lot of people, right? Because they decide that, you know, the accumulation of, of information is better 
um, the other way. And, and I understand. I understand there's a lot of research out there. And even some of my favorite doctors that were semi-antiprobiotic before have recently switched over. Um, hard to say when you develop your own probiotic, you know, what, what your motivation is there. But, but um, overall, I would say um, there's not many of us left that aren't big supporters of probiotics. Um, and there's the reason why just because for, if you haven't listened to any of my probiotic stuff or read my website and my probiotic articles, there's just better ways. That's it. Um, in my opinion, right? So it's not that they don't work. It's not that they couldn't work. They have a lot of side effects and, and I treat very sensitive patients and there's, there's just better ways to get the same result in the digestive microbiome. Okay. That wasn't the purpose of the podcast. We weren't talking about probiotics today, but maybe that should be a, a podcast soon. Um, but that may have felt a little hard, right? We talked about strength training, hormone replacement therapy, a diet, full relaxation, um, probiotics, right? All that stuff. And, and I say, well, well, let's get even deeper, okay? Everyone, once again, I'm willing to do anything, doctor. I'm willing to do anything. I just want to get better, okay? What about changing jobs or changing careers? Can you, if, if you look at your job or your career, can you assess that maybe you're too busy? or that it stresses you out, that you ended up in a job that you didn't want to do because you had bad life circumstances when you started, but it's convenient and easy. Maybe you need to go back to school, right? I'm not suggesting these are things you need to do. I'm just helping you realize what what things contribute to your health that you may be brushing off and saying, I'm doing everything I can. Because that, that is the most common statement I hear in my office, right? Like, like, doctor, I've tried everything. I've tried everything. And I would say, well, have you tried changing your jobs? You know, have, have you, I don't really say that to patients because I don't really recommend that. But the question is, if that's something that's in your wheelhouse that needs to be thought about, is that something that you can do? Um, what about your relationship problems? Okay, what, maybe you have a relationship problem with your spouse um, maybe you have a relationship problem with your children, maybe a relationship problem with your parents, your cousins, your coworkers, whatever your relationship problem is, what are you willing to do about it? Are you willing to go to family counseling, right? Are you willing to, to sit down with your spouse and do counseling? Um, are you willing to sit down with your children and do counseling? Well, that, that's only for people that, you know, have real problems. So the question is, if that's something that stresses you out, um, and I would say that almost all my patients that have teenage children, uh, definitely are stressed out on a regular basis, but they don't do a lot about it, right? They just fight about it and they say, well, life's too busy and, and they don't get too far. But maybe this is something that's impeding your health. Maybe when they move out, it will be better, but odds are relationships don't just improve um, by just watching them. We actually have to do something. But just another example, right? You have stress. You know you have that relationship problem, but you're not willing to address it. And, and you know, of course, then... There's that, that's a whole counseling and psychotherapy and things that I, I don't know a lot about, to be honest. You know, I, I don't know how to do those because that's not my, my problem, right? That's not my problem that I specifically have. Um, I have good relationships where I'm at. I'm lucky to have that. But for some people, that can be a real problem. Um, and so it has to be worked on and not only worked on, and this goes for all of it, like especially relationships, past traumas, things like that. It has to be worked on and let go. Um, easier said than done. But, but I know a lot of people that do constant self-work and a lot of constant counseling, um, but they never get through it, right? They never get past it. I don't know much, once again, about specifically counseling therapies and sessions and things like that. Um, all I know is that we have to get through these things in order to, uh, to continue to improve our health. 
What about committing? So this is this one that kind of goes back to the beginning where everyone says like, I, what does it cost? I, I'm, I'm willing to pay money for it. What about committing $50,000 to health per year? What if you said I need to spend, you know, you may say like, well, that's more than my entire salary. And I understand that. But I want to put a number on this, right? I want to put a number that's very uncomfortable, right? A number that makes things change. Um, oftentimes people are like, well, I'm not sure I can afford an office visit with you. And I say, well, what do you have any subscriptions to like Netflix or Amazon or do you watch any movies or do you go out on the weekends? So it seems like for most people, if they could control that for a couple weeks, uh, they'd be able to afford an office visit, right? Or a phone call with me, $97 phone call right now, which is going to get double next year. So, um, in four months, that price, three months, that, that price doubles. Um, so it's going to be harder and harder and functional medicine is getting more expensive and more expensive because people are getting sicker and sicker. Um, and the amount of time it takes to manage a patient is getting longer and longer. So, but what, what are you willing to commit? Why don't you put a dollar to that? Okay. And I would suggest that if you're not, and the $50,000 that I threw out there, like if you're going to commit such a big number, that's fine. Um, that can be, you know, include all your doctor's visits. Um, I don't think you can count health insurance in that because health insurance does nothing for you unless you're using it, right? So um, it doesn't do any good just to pay that bill every month. But but if you were doing 50000 okay, you have a gym membership. Do, do you need a personal trainer? Do you need an accountability group? Do you need a functional medicine doctor to get your diet on track? Actually, as a functional medicine doctor, I don't do dietary guidance, right? I help people with their health problems. So maybe you need a nutritionist and a functional medicine doctor, and you need a mental health counselor, and you need a life coach, and you need a business coach, right? All of that's happening, and your your prices are adding up fast. But I can tell you that the longer you wait sulking in your health problems, um, you know, you're not getting anywhere fast, right? So, so I always say, you know, money is a commodity. We use it to help us improve things that, that value to us. Um, I'll always say that about functional medicine. Nobody really cares about their health. Nobody really cares. I mean, if you go and say, what's your motivation to get healthy? It's not, it's rarely because you actually believe that health is, is very important. Um, health is only important because you want to do other things in life. Health is important because you love your family. Health is important because you love your job. Health is important because you have goals. Health is important because your image is important or, or that health is only important for whatever value you place upon it, right? So um, it's important to know that that money is just the object that allows us to do a lot of these things. And I'm not going to get too much into that. Um, but yeah, if if, uh, if you could spend $50,000 a year on your health, would you do it? Or is that an obstacle, right? Is that something that you and your spouse are like, oh no, we, we tried once, we went to the doctor once. Um, if I were to take all my patients because I don't do an actual plan for them, uh, or in other words, I don't require people to come back all the time, um, how many people come in once and never come back? Okay, how many people come in once? And, and maybe that's because they don't think I'm a smart enough doctor or, or whatever that is. But I would suggest that a lot of them go and get a visit and they get treated and they're not perfectly better in two to three weeks and they're surprised. They're like, well, I thought I was going to get better. It doesn't quite work that way. And we'll get to this at the end because it's one of the most important uh, tactics or strategies that you need to know. Um, and and when we talk about finances and just because I, I didn't really want it to be a money podcast, obviously, uh, this is about your health. But what about selling your your house? and downsizing so your finances aren't stressful, 
right? If every month you're worried about where does the next dollar come from and the credit cards adding up, things like that. What about downsizing? And, and a lot of you guys listening to the podcast may have already downsized as much as you can. Maybe you're living in an apartment and spending more on your health. And I'm always impressed by the people that that truly dedicate a large portion of their salary to health um, when they don't have a lot, when their salary is less than you know $35,000 a year and they have kids and they still find a way to pay for things um, that are related to health and, and their chronic condition, for example. Okay, but here's the thing. This podcast was never really about you making any of those sacrifices. Um, those are all your choices. Um, but I wanted to know, once again, what are you willing to do? And, and everyone says they're willing to do anything. And I, let me suggest you what the secret is. The secret is that you improve 20% and then you become persistent. Okay, so everyone comes into a functional medicine office or looks for a new supplement online or finds a new diet plan and they say, hey, you know, if I can do, this is not to throw something under the bus, a, a whole 30 diet for 30 days, right? I, I love the whole 30. I love what it promotes. Um, you know, it, it could be the perfect diet for some people, it may not be the perfect diet for other people, but that's not the point. The point is, my only problem with the whole 30 is it's 30 days. <laughs> so if you're looking at how long you can, you can persist, you know, you really have to be able to not only do these things for a very long time in order to heal. So there's a, there's a, there's a level at which you have to perform and or in a level at which you have to strive. So while you're sick and while you're not feeling well, and if you want to reverse an autoimmune condition, okay, you have to be willing to do something for a pretty consistent amount of time. Um, Sometimes people get better in a week. Sometimes they get better in six months. Sometimes they get better in 18 months. But as will all functional medicine doctors know, like my, your health is not truly my problem. Your health is your problem, right? So it's up to you how long you want to persist. I would suggest that a lot of people quit early, right? So that's what the purpose of this podcast is. The secret to getting a little bit deeper, the secret to, are you willing to do anything? Yes, I'm willing to do anything. Great. It's going to cost you Whatever dollar financially it costs to eat healthy, take a few supplements, change your lifestyle, alter some of the things that your doctor recommends for you, and then go from there. But if you're someone on this, uh, you're listening to this podcast and you're saying, hey, in the next, you know, uh, I found a new doctor. He says he's got a four-week program. The four-week program is great. The four-week program usually gets you results. The four-week program won't keep you cured forever right? It's about persistence after the four-week program. Um, I hear this, you know, definitely with weight loss, and I won't even coach weight loss anymore because it's just too emotionally draining for me because people need motivation. That's what they need to be able to stay on this weight loss journey. Um, I get people all the time, and, and it's about half and half. Some, some people are really trying their best and eating flawlessly and still are having trouble losing weight, um, which we can cover in another podcast too. But like, other people, you know, like, well, I lost weight when I did the keto diet, but who can live on keto for the rest of their life? Well, the answer is you don't have to live on keto for the rest of your life, but you have to live on keto maybe for your body type until you reach the goals that you're looking for. And, and once again, not to promote keto as the best diet on earth. There's a lot of strategies and tactics that we can use in functional medicine that allow people to get healthy. Um, so it's important to pay attention to what things you aren't doing, uh, because most of the things you aren't doing, you probably right now think are pretty crazy, right? So if, if you look at a lot of functional medicine practices, they're putting people on the carnivore diet right now, 
right? They're saying nothing but eggs and red meat and maybe some fish for the next six to 12 months. If that sounds crazy to you, it is crazy, right? So that, that's a crazy diet. It's, it's not that it's irrational. It's just that it's, it's an aggressive diet. That's a better way to put it. And with that aggressive diet, um, they're seeing great, great changes though, right? They're seeing miraculous changes. And then still though, of course, with every diet, um, you can still have problems. Um, I know of people that have gained white weight on the carnivore diet, uh, maybe lost some weight initially and then actually started to gain weight because of hormone resistance. And it gets kind of complicated after that, but it's, if your body's not functioning perfectly, then maybe that maybe the carnivore diet's not for you. But point is I use that cause it's kind of an extreme. Um, and, and with that extreme, Maybe you actually do need to go to an extreme. So many women come to my, my practice and say like, well, I don't really like meat that much. Um, and then I'm going to say, you know, well, let's try the carnivore diet, right? And, and that would totally throw them off their rocker. I got a phone call last week um, from a phone console and said, you know, uh, this this lady said she was a vegan and that's okay. And uh, <laughs> we'll forgive that for now. No, I'm just kidding. But uh, but we really, we can... Uh, we can have any diet and be healthy. It just requires more. So, so the conversation was, Hey, I'm vegan. You know, if you're going to suggest that I eat meat, butter, and eggs, like I don't even want to talk to you. <laughs> and, and I thought it was interesting, um, because all that information is available on my website, but it, it's not about whether I'm willing to do that, right? It's about what is she willing to do? So with a vegan diet, um, there's certain supplements that I require. Right? There's certain things that I require someone eats in addition to their vegan diet so they can meet the requirements that I know are there for healing. So I just want you to pay attention. Go ahead and look for your life. Try and find maybe two or three things, maybe list two or three things that you are kind of afraid of that seem too extreme for you and see if there's not one that you're willing to try. See if there's not one that you're willing to do. And once you're willing to do something like that, are you willing to persist? What new habit can you develop over the course of the next year that lasts for years at a time, right? So maybe you're a carnivore for four years. Okay, great. That's, that's great. You can still go back to a healthy diet after that. That's, that's includes vegetables and carbohydrates and things like that. There's a way to do it, right? Um, but you're willing to sacrifice for a period of time in order to optimize your health and get your health back. So I want you to, once again, think about those things that you're not getting in and, uh, or you're too afraid to do or seems crazy and then start to persist, right? Go for the long run. It's not about the short haul. No one's going to get healthy in a day. No one got sick in a day um, unless it's infection-based. So we'll see you on the next podcast and thanks, thanks a lot for listening.